You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Ladies and gentlemen, you can flee the country, you can change your name, and just remember, the NSA can't read Braille, so go ahead and sext away. Anyway, welcome to the watch list, everybody. How y'all doing? Hi. <laughs> I couldn't hear the music, so it kind of threw me off there. I'm like, uh, that's a lot of voice. <laughs> uh, surprise. <laughs> I was like, can you hear it in yours or no? I didn't oh. play any. <laughs> Just like you wanted to go in. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> okay. Well, now we know. I have music <laughs> lined up for you. All right. How was everybody's weekend? So good. Um. Well, it was Casey's birthday yesterday. It was my birthday. What? <laughs> Party, you know, thirty like for the it second was 1985. time. Nineteen eighty-five. Yep, like it was nineteen eighty-five. <laughs> 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 um, but it, it was a good weekend. Yeah, it was. But everybody's got dog? sick this weekend, though. Yeah, mine was a good reason, though. I got a dog. <laughs> what kind of dog did you get? Um, it's a cattle dog, uh, Australian Shepherd, and Aww. um, God, what was the other I just said? Uh, Lassie. Oh, okay. Aww, what's the <laughs> what, name? Border Collie. <laughs> uh, his name is Ryder. His middle name is Die. <laughs> Isn't that cute? Ryder Die. <laughs> He's cute. really, really cute. Aww. So, yeah, I was outside all weekend between that and radio events, and now I am stuffy and things are wrong. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, did you have a week- good weekend, Casey? Yes, I did. This is one of the the best. It was the best birthday yet. We had a nacho bar at the house, and uh, I think I missed the chicken part. The chicken was on to the right of the stove. Damn, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was thinking about that later on <laughs> when I went home. Yeah, I made shredded sad. chicken my, in that. My crock life pot. revolves around food. I'm like, wait, it's I like, missed the chicken. Damn it, I didn't the chicken. <laughs> sorry about that. Jeez. But, um, yeah, we did that, and then, like, tons and tons and tons of dessert, and then oh, a yeah. bonfire, and a rager, just, mm-hmm. it was... Burnt a chair. Yeah, it, you know, I'm drunk, <laughs> and I look over, and my boyfriend's going WWE on this wooden chair, <laughs> like, trying to break it, like, kicking it and shit. I'm like, what is going on? He's like, it was already broken. I'm gonna throw it on the fire. <laughs> He's like, we've got a lot of fire out of there. Yeah, right. we've decided to start. We got these mini pallets that are like the perfect size to place over our bonfire pit. Oh, mini and pallets. Yeah, we've been doing that. And that's not a smart idea because we're sitting the fact that we're not even supposed to have a bonfire pit to start with. What city you live in? <laughs> I'd rather not say. Oh, I gotcha. <laughs> Close to Warren. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so why. That's weird. Um, where do you get the mini pallets from? Um, my friend's boyfriend's job. He's mm. like one of those 24-hour emergency so plumbers. You, so you and know a guy who knows a when guy. When they bring in supplies, they bring it in on these mini pallets. So he just, whenever there's extra, he just takes them. That's pretty awesome because you can use them for like anything. Well, we cut some of them up and then the rest we just set on the fire and burn. None of us have died yet. <laughs> yet. So that's a plus. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing like up north. The fires we used to have were insane. My friends own the local fruit market, so they had the huge pallets, and we'd find like whoever's house had an open field and stack them as high as we physically could 
douse it in fluid and just light it. Like we were dumb. Why does this remind me of Wicker Man? I don't know. We've also set up like whole trees inside of bonfire pits, like stand it up and do it, like dead ones. This reminds me of Wicker Man. <laughs> That's awesome. You haven't burned people alive yet, have you? No, we haven't gotten that far yet. <laughs> cool. We've burned a lot of things, but <laughs> couch. <laughs> My brother's done that. I mean, if we're getting rid of it, everyone's got an open field up there. Psh. Right. No one's going to die. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about burning your garbage. I don't know why. Like, uh, I don't. I think it's a city by city law that you can't burn your garbage anymore. I mean, a couch is made out of what? Cotton. It was cotton and wood. Who cares? Right. Because to me, it's just like cutting down on, you know, like the amount of shit that's at the dump or at the landfill. Just destroy it. Cut down on all that shit. So. People all the world join hands. Start a love train because a woman married a train what? that she's loved for thirty six <laughs> years, and she has sex with it mentally. Now, be now reading that is that considered like sexual assault? Because I, when I think sex and train, what do you think of? <laughs> right, is <laughs> right. <laughs> So, are you mentally having a train run on you? I hope she knows that that would destroy her. Yeah, like, is this, or is it a monogamous thing? I don't know what it is, but I don't <laughs> think the train right. had a choice in this matter, so is, I just approve of this Is your vagina as big as a train tunnel? Is this marriage in her head, too? Well, Carol, of course her name is Carol Santa Fe, says being attracted to an inanimate object is just like being bisexual or lesbian and oh, insists you fight every LGBT, every lesbian, gay person, bisexual person was instantly just offended. You know what really gets me going? Just metal and coal. Metal. <laughs> like, this is very metal. Uh, a woman has married, it's in quotations, has married a train station she spent oh the she married the whole damn station she spent <laughs> greedy bitch 36 years in love with and says they have sex mentally carol santa fe good lord 45 <laughs> claims she has been in love with santa fe train station in Cali- wait a minute oh, okay so she took the freaking last <laughs> the name of the train station she took the, the last name Okay, she's been in love with the Santa Fe train station in California since she was nine years old. The volunteer support worker from San Diego takes a 45-minute bus ride to the station every day to spend time with the building, which which calls... What? Which calls D-A-I-D-R-A, Didra? Although the marriage is not legally binding, Carol states it was the happiest day of their lives when they tied the knot in 2015. She celebrated the one-year anniversary last Christmas. Carol says she has sex with the building mentally and identifies herself as a objective... Trained sexual? Objective... No, objective sexual. A person who is sexually attracted to inanimate objects or structures. You gotta see this chick. Oh God! You know what? It all makes sense. <laughs> all yeah, my husband. She's uh, she's very um, she's very plain Jane. I really hope that train she's station got, got a prenup. 
Glasses on. She just looks like... Did the train station get a prenup? If she chopped off her hair, she looks like a man. She needs to bleach the gene pool. <laughs> uh, Carol didn't discover this until she was 40 after uh, she searched online, I am in love with a building. That's in quotations. It is a worldwide debate whether the phenomenon is sexual, sexuality, fetish, or mental condition. Well, hello, people. I'm going to vote mental. <laughs> Carol said, I am married to the Santa Fe train station. Her name, or her name is Dadria. So she's also in a lesbian relationship. <laughs> That's why she relates to the lesbians. And the she's a lesbian train asexual. I don't understand. Yes, she wants a lesbian train. She considers this a train <laughs> a certain sex, which is female. Right? But, but Why? Well, um, I don't think anyone really knows she the answer must be, to that. She must be lesbian and <laughs> other than the train. And then she was like, well, I'm in love with the train and, and made it a female in her mind. I, I, How does her hmm. lesbian lover feel about this? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go live to camera does two. she also <laughs> have sex mentally with the train? Carol said, I am married to the Santa Fe train station named Zadra. We did... We didn't start our relationship until 2011, but I had been in love with the station since I was a young girl. When we got married, I stood there and I told her it was that I take it, it as my partner. It was the ha- now she's referring to it as it. It was the happiest day of our lives. I take a 45 minute bus ride every night to see the train station. Holy crap! She's wearing a pink onesie and a fanny pack. <laughs> oh, pink onesie yeah. and a fanny pack. This chick. <laughs> she looks like a labia. <laughs> she looks like a lady. Yeah. <laughs> she said she says hello to the station, but tries not to let anyone notice she is talking. She added, "There is a private bit where two walls meet. I go there to touch her when I do by leaning against her with my clothes on. When I am touching her, I feel as though it actually holds and kisses me. I don't have physical sex with the station in public. I want to be respectful. I wouldn't do that with a human in public, so why would I do it in this case? I do have sex with Dadra in my mind when I stand there. I especially (laughs) like when I hear trains rev their engines. It turns me on. (laughs) Carol, who has lived in California since she was three, claims the train station is a love of her life despite being in a previous relationship with a man. Hmm. So, dude, that dude got dumped for a train? (laughs) Yeah. Like a literal train station. Well, he's probably even denying he ever dated her. She says she's loved a human once before and was in a relationship for 18 months. So that must have been that guy. But when it didn't work out, she felt amazing when she got in a relationship with, with Diadra. That name. Because she knew she would never leave her. Uh, Carol added, I love her so much. She is re- She was so romantic. We first consummated our love a few years ago when I felt the wall behind me and I felt this energy. I came close to an orgasm and I was scared I'd get caught by the station staff. I don't ever want the security guards to find out I am a closeted objective objective sexual. Oh, sweetheart, just sit on the washer. Like, what the, what the hell? <laughs> it just wasn't uh, something about, well, maybe. Uh, so who married them? Right, that's what, what I if she know. ends up wanting a divorce? Like one of the train hurts her feelings. So, me and Casey are going to uh, to California in July, and I'm going to go to that train station, oh, and I'm going to go on that corner. 
where she goes. We should. At the same time, she goes and act like like that train station's having a fair on her. You, yeah, you should hit on her. <laughs> hit on the station. Like, baby. Oh, my God. Pump shh, the wall. Coming, shh. Let's hide it. <laughs> oh, my God. You have to do it. <laughs> oh, my God. I would take pictures and I would post them online. I want video. I, I want everything. Here she I want... comes with her pink onesie that she wears every day. <laughs> her hey, panty pack. Get off my husband or <laughs> wife, whatever. Sweet. She's it's actually made of windbreaker like, material. Hey, what's the chick's name? Deidra. 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 Diarrhea. Deidra. Deidra. She's coming, duck. <laughs> I love you, Deidra. Uh, okay, that's what I'm trying to find out is. Uh, who who in what what ceremony was this? I think it was all in her head. Erica Eiffel got banned from the Eiffel Tower for kissing it and straddling it, so I don't want to get banned like she did. I don't like uh, to publicly show anything between me and Dedra, um, as I have more respect than that. Erica Eiffel is also an objectum. Sexual, famously married Paris's Eiffel Tower in 2007. Oh my god. And another well known objectum sexual is Eklof Berliner Maurer, Maurer, who got hitched to the Berlin Wall in 1979 and is believed to be the first person to claim they had such an attraction. Carol has been working as a volunteer for emotional support groups for years. She said, Objectum. Uh, sexuality is not a mental illness like the media always makes it out. It is our sexuality, just like being a lesbian or bisexual. We're not crazy. She said that people just don't understand it. And she's scared of getting caught, so she doesn't tell the security guard she's married to the station. Oh my god. Alright, I'm done with this lady. I'm done with <laughs> labia lady. Question, why does she live 45 minutes away from the train station? If you're that in love with it, when she tried to live like We need right our space there. at the same time. Right. That's how. That's the key to a good relationship. You need your space. Uh, <laughs> I. Uh, oh, here's your video. Hang on. Dude, I get it. The stations, the body, and the actual trains are the dicks. <laughs> and I'm dating a train depot. Oh man, she's wearing a scrunchie. She's kissing the wall. Oh Just god. Just building over here. As the Santa Fe train depot. No bra, no shame. I know her as my friend, my life partner, my wife. That's a one-piece sweatsuit. We just can't get over the outfit. (laughs) (laughs) The hell is or whatever is going on? It's like doing it to her walk. So like her shoes. against the wall. Now she's... Oh, man. She's... She's groping the wall here. A great place to be here. And, um... 
I love looking out at the other buildings. We watched, we watched uh, that building being built together. <laughs> I love her like I love a person. I have a love a person. I call her a woman. She's my woman. She's my woman. Princess. She's my queen. All right, I've, I've had enough. Okay, I want to just point out real quick that was not only a pink sweatsuit, but that was like a one piece suit. That was basically a onesie. Yeah, and it's held by the fanny pack, so she looks like a tube, like a pink <laughs> tube. Like, do you guys remember those? Like, they're not slinkies, but it's like, you know, it's a tube of liquid. That, oh, yeah, and it's yeah. like never, it's like almost yeah, never ending. I forgot what those are called. Yeah, you but, keep yeah. catching it. That's what she looked like. <laughs> if you were to hold it in the middle, that's what she'd look like. I don't know what you guys are talking about, but I can't remember what they're called. But I, I know either. exactly what you're talking uh, about. She, yeah. But my. Those <laughs> things were the shit as a child. But I'm just thinking about how she's so secretive about her relationship or whatever with the train station yet how do these people know to interview her if she's so secretive about it i don't know they searched high and low because <laughs> at first she was shouting it from the santa fe rooftop <laughs> and if we want to go really deep into it i feel like it is a mental illness i feel like she probably was in a relationship before this like she said and it probably the guy probably left her and now she has coping mechanism like this is her coping mechanism which is to fall in love with an inanimate object so that there is no chance of her getting hurt right unless they actually say, like yeah. tear it down oh god could you imagine <laughs> oh my god what if it gets bombed or something <laughs> holy shit well that's the thing is that oh my like, god she's gonna be devastated she's gonna be well, a the widow thing is is that it is owned by the city so if you were in an actual relationship, we are not owned by the city. Do you know what I mean? Like, think we're okay. Yeah. So I'm trying to get a little bit like Holly. I know you're um, touching the psychology of this too. Like, there's when you appreciate art. Like, I love architecture. Okay, I think the Fox Theater is one of the most beautiful places on the planet. I could just sit in there for hours and just look at the detail and appreciate you know the gold lions and you know everything and just literally be spellbound beyond words i can say i am in love with this place but to take it to a level of okay well okay this piece of art speaks to me it doesn't whisper or nibble on my ear you're not getting sexually aroused by it right exactly exactly i'm i'm enamored with it but it just like where how does that line blur for some people. I'm so concerned. <laughs> Seriously, is... what what if something bad happens to that station? Yeah, that's going to be a whole other ball of wax. She is going to like probably like jump in front of the building. <laughs> oh, I know. Right? Going to lose her mind. <laughs> like they were going to demolish it. She'd probably jump right in front of the the building like like if she's messed up <laughs> enough to believe in this whole love of the train thing, then imagine how messed up she will be if something bad happens to the train. I just feel like <laughs> I just imagine if they took a wrecking ball to it and she like jumps in the front. Oh my god! Like if they tear down part of the building to rebuild yeah. it, she's I really think she would jump in front. Would that be considered like her partner getting plastic surgery? <laughs> I guess if they were doing uh, well, she construction got a facelift back in two thousand. Now if they tear it down, <laughs> she died. Mm. That is kind of a cool concept. 
I have so many more I wish the city now. would pay for my plastic surgery. <laughs> Seriously. Someone guild me. Just guild me, cover me in gold. <laughs> oh, God. Sounds like a lot of work. So I think Jay Fosgate's going to call in a second. Because he's been trying oh. to get a hold of me all day. There it is. Fozzie? Is this Fozzie? Hey, is this Mojo in the morning? <laughs> hey. Yes. Yes. You're on, hey, wait, wait. Hey. Let me do my best Mojo voice. Hang on. Oh, I got nothing. <laughs> What's what going we, what on, dude? Talking about okay, so uh, we just uh, got into the show, but uh, we are talking about a woman uh, who married a train station she's been in love with for 36 years and has sex with it mentally. A train station. Mentally, I saw a dude fuck a car. <laughs> really? Hell yeah, I did. When got all up in it? Wait, you did? I didn't do it. I saw a guy do it. <laughs> I didn't do I it. So he is a an objective sexual. Yeah, yeah, totally. Put it right in there. Where did he put <laughs> it? In the exhaust? <laughs> Gas tank. Ew. Ow! Ow! That hurt. <laughs> Got some diesel in his pee hole. Oh my god! Wait, diesel. So this was wait. This was a big ass truck. The way I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. I, but I'm not making this up. No, people people have sex with all sorts of weird shit. It, isn't that also called uh, pansexual? When you'll just have sex with anything. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Yes. Then there's asexual, where you're not having sex with anything. So, so I guess I'm asexual. Um, (laughs) But you desire to have sex. I do. Do you desire to have sex right now? Uh, no, I'm driving. I might orgasm and go into a wall or something. (laughs) (laughs) Then why'd you call us? You're really risking your life here. (laughs) I know, because you guys turned me on. So, but no, so this is interesting. No, I hadn't heard this story about a woman who mentally has sex with a wall. Yes, because she cannot have sex with it in public because she said, well, I don't have sex with um, a human in public. So why would I be that distasteful? But listen to this. She calls the train station a female. So she is not only in an objectum relationship, she is in a lesbian objectum relationship. And but she was not a, a lesbian before. Well, maybe the wall's a gentle lover. <laughs> I guess so. Well, she's featured in a video like kind of like uh holding herself like you know when you put your you cross your arms over your chest as she leans up against yeah. the wall as if the building's holding her. She didn't says sweet nothings to it but she doesn't want the security guards to know that she's in love with it however holly pointed out that why did she just get interviewed and it's all over google yeah that's a good point that kind of defies her uh the reason she's doing it in private yeah so next time they see her coming (laughs) yeah (laughs) stop that train fucker (laughs) so she says that she likes to meet in a certain spot in the train station where the walls meet and it's a good place for her to cozy up with the train station or whatever and whisper to it and uh you know have her moments with it so i said (laughs) 
<laughs> we're going to California, and I'm going to find this area where she cozies up with it and act like the train station's cheating on her with me. Oh, that's rude. <laughs> you think that's You're such rude? a bitch. Well, let me throw this past you guys. So, is this an old train station? Yeah. Okay, it's old. So it has history. So theoretically, it could be imbued with ghosts. So maybe there's something more to it. Maybe it's not just she gets off on an inanimate object. That's maybe a good there's point. some sort of spirituality that's drawing her into it. She thinks it's the, the actual building, but maybe it's um, a female entity. That right. is it could have an aura to it, a female aura oh. that appeals to her, not unheard of. Or maybe she just likes the way it vibrates when the trains drive by. That's true too. And that, hey, that's valid. That is valid. I'm so, just saying she could sit you know, on a washing machine and not have to leave home for that. Oh, totally. <laughs> I, Jay, my thing was a psychology thing where um, she had pointed out that she was in a relationship, a year and a half, I think, relationship uh, before she entered into this with the train station. But her relationship was with a man. And I said, I think that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that. Um, to me, it seems like what happened was that the guy probably left her and she's all emotional. And this was her coping mechanism is to fall in love with an inanimate object. And so she wouldn't ever be hurt unless something actually happened at the train station. Then she lose her freaking mind. <laughs> her, but, her, her boyfriend cheated on her with a door jam. <laughs> <laughs> um, Where did he jam it? Oh, in the back door. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Wow, that, 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 that crashed like the Hindenburg is what that... I know. I wasn't half bad. Nope. It was all bad. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, I love your laugh. So what, what else is... Good? <laughs> Jay Fosgate, of course, uh, Marvel illustrator and also died IDW. Casey's been holding up a pickle for the longest period of time right now. Sorry. <laughs> Hello, okay. Um, uh, Anyways, uh, he illustrates um, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, and of course the uh, Rocket and Groot comic for uh, Marvel. So uh, what's the latest, Jay? What what can you talk about right now in terms of projects? I just turned in a cover for a new Deadpool miniseries called Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe Again. And I am not making that up. That's what it's called. Heck yeah! Uh, I did the variant. I did the variant cover for the first issue. What were you dressed up for today? Oh, I um, I was giving a speech to my old high school for their graduating class. I was uh, the distinguished alumni of 2017, so I had to talk about my career and give them some kind of advice based on my experiences and things. So it was, was kind of neat. It was very humbling because I don't feel like I'm worthy of it. But somebody obviously thought I was, so I did my best. How did it go over? It went great, except we had a torrential downpour. So Mm. I am soaked right now. Like, I'm in my best suit and everything. I got, like, a boutonniere and everything. I am just friggin' wet. Is that what I hear is, like, rain hitting the windshield? What's that? Is that rain hitting the windshield right now? No, you might just be hearing the air going around oh, the car. Okay. But uh, sorry if there's some oh, no, it's static fine. or anything. No, you're in. But uh, yeah, it was a really good experience other than the weather. And it's like, oh, look, lightning. I'm glad we're outside right now. 
Right. So, but, uh, yeah, no, I was, uh, when you said you were podcasting, I'm like, oh, I totally got to tune in because I love it when you guys are doing that. You guys always have great topics. Oh, so, well, thank you. I appreciate you calling in, Jay. Yeah, no problem. Don't let me interrupt or nothing. I yeah. I call. And uh, that really is interesting, though, about the woman in that uh, train station. Jeez. Yeah, I thought that was pretty wild. It was just, uh... It, I don't know. It kind of makes me think about Sting. You remember hearing about Sting doing tantric sex with his wife? Yes. Which, it's not quite the same thing, but, you know, sitting in a room with someone and thinking about having sex with them evidently equals having sex with them. So sex through energy. Right. Yeah. I don't have that much energy, unfortunately. <laughs> like, because if I did, Casey, right now, me and you... <laughs> Mr. J. Yeah. Oh, the energy coming through my phone. I only brought one pair but, of panties. That's all right. Take them off. <laughs> that's, you sound like a cop. You won't be needing these anymore. All right. Take them off. All right. I'm very analytical when it comes to this sort of thing. Analytical. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Quit your grinning and drop <laughs> your linen. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Anyway, I'm I'm disgusting, so ignore me, but yeah. <laughs> Did you guys get any more callers in tonight? Uh, nope, like I said, we just we just jumped into it. So you're our first caller. Oh, okay. Nobody calls well, us. Don't Jay. let me derail <laughs> what? You've got we can get more people to call. What don't let me oh, derail. Was that a train joke? <laughs> oh, jeez, I wish I was that clever. I'm too damp to be clever right now. But. Take the credit. Take the credit. Kelly should call. All she's used to sitting at home baking a baby, so. <laughs> right? No. Jacking it up with you guys. Baking a baby. Yeah. Seriously, Kelly. Turn off the burner. Chat it up with the gal. Mm hmm. Yeah, she's. <laughs> what I'm yelling about. We saw her over the weekend. Oh, I was thinking about her because we were dancing to uh, Nights on Broadway by the Bee Gees. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, uh, I love that song. Heather's new boyfriend was like, man, you guys. Like, really tearing it up. No, it was funny. <laughs> um, but anyway, all right, Jay. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank guys. You, have a great rest of your show. Thank you. Thank you. See you later. See ya. Peace. At home baking a baby. <laughs> she's about ready to pop. Like, she's five foot nothing, and she's doing a few weeks. So she is like the baby enters the room before she does. Oh gosh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She's probably pop dear. So uh So anyway, Ms. Santa Fe, you have made the watch list. <laughs> and I'll be watching you. Maybe we'll run into her in California. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> She just sticks out like a sore thumb with her fanny pack. Right. Pepto-Bismol uh, tracksuit. Yeah, just wait. Like, we'll post it on the Facebook, but hey, folks, take a look at this chick. Now, I'm not body shaming. I'm not doing anything like that. But you just trust me on this. Check it out, folks. Because that's the first thing you'll be saying is, what the hell are you wearing? Girl. So, uh... <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> calves, not calves as in the calves that we have on our legs. I'm talking about baby cows. I don't know why over centuries 
people have worshipped cows or the golden calf, as they refer to in the Bible, or just, you know, over centuries and centuries, somewhere people have worshipped a baby cow. And I think that's very strange. But now there is a calf born with human facial features. It attracts crowds of villagers who worship it as a Hindu god. The baby cow was born with eyes, nose, and ears that resembled a human, which led people to declare it an avatar of Hindu god Lord Vishnu, with plans underway to build a temple in its honor. This extraordinary footage shows a cow born with human-like facial features as villagers flocked to worship as worship it as a Hindu god. The calf was delivered in an animal shelter in India with eyes, nose, and ears that resemble a human but died within an hour of its birth. As news of the cow's features spread, locals from surrounding villages flocked to uh, Mazafanagar, Uttar Pradesh, uh, northern India, in the belief that it was an avatar of Lord Vishnu. Uh, the video shows people offering flower garlands and bowing before the animal, which has been kept in a glass box since its death to seek its blessing. I'm going to play this video right now. Oh my god, I want to see its face. Nope, 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 and nope. That honestly looks like a baby that was not baked in the oven long enough. Right, that didn't come to full term. That's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. It I'm going to call shenanigans. Uh, a leathery, premature baby. No, I believe this is real. I mean, it's real, but I believe that it's just a premature baby. Not a Hindu god. So I'm, I'm going to show you the close-up of it. I don't know if I want to see that. <laughs> it. I mean... I guess kind of. I just expected it to look more human than that, I guess. Because I've seen a, a, a pig. They had um, human facial features. That actually did look like a human face. It's a, um, it's a deformed uh, cow. It's just like... Why does it look kind of like Beavis? <laughs> it does. It's got a huge head. Beavis little ears. <laughs> Holly, like would a, you consider this a, uh, well, I, I know it's probably in poor taste, but, you know, animal cruelty to do something like this post-death, but they are worshiping it, so. Like, put it on display you're talking about? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just, yeah, just like a slow death, but I don't know. I mean, I mean it's so it, only, it lived like an hour past it was born, right? Mm-hmm. After birth, it is a very I, painful I actually, look on its face. You sent that to me, and I clicked on the link, and I saw it, and I was thinking that thing can't live. <laughs> There's right. no way that would function. <laughs> it doesn't even look like it could live. It just doesn't look like it could function with, you know, it. It's it looks like with its mouth and everything. I don't. I didn't think it would be able to eat properly. It just looks very deformed. I think that something happened. Um, Obviously, in the womb, where uh, it had issues with the fetus, and it just didn't properly, um, like like uh, Kate said, it didn't properly come to full term, uh, like it should have. Right. And it also, I mean, me of just sloth. like humans, where they have, you know, it was like sloth and d- beef put together. But 
Yeah, it's just, it, it does out. look like a human head in the sense that it's more round and it's not. It doesn't have the normal in the ears. Cow are, in the ears look are to rounded. it. It's got more of a like a mouth, like a human kind of. And the ears mm. are rounded. I'll give him that, but so I can see that. But I feel like it, I feel like people just reach too far and they're like human. God. Yeah, I think that's what this Dr. Uh, Ajay, senior veterinary doctor at um, the Wildlife uh, SOS in India, this is a case of an anatomical anomaly. If a gene didn't develop properly or there was a fault, uh, it causes multiple structural deformities and anomalies to happen. Obviously, what we just said. Um, thousands of people have been here to see it we will be cremating him in three days and a temple will be built for him this avatar has most definitely created a devotion of feeling uh, amongst the people um <laughs> Mahish uh, Kathria 50 a local businessman who came to see the calf said God has taken birth from the body of a local cow we came here to seek his blessings religiously it is an avatar of Vishnu we believe it's a, it's a similar character mentioned um, in Hindu religious text. Um, videos of people offering flower garlands and bowing before the animal, which has been kept in the glass boxes and stuff. Uh, villagers believe that the calf is the Gokaran, 24 incarnations of Lord Vishnu, and plans are now afoot to build a temple for him. Um it's weird because you have to know that in, in India or anywhere there had to have been um, a lot of other cases where there's been deformed um, animal life and do they always resort to that? You know what amazes me is that that is a deformed baby cow and they freak out, they want to build a temple, everyone wants to come visit it but there's deformed children that are born that everyone just looks at like, yeah, you're wrong. Like, right. really? Right. That's why I wonder why they they um they go to this so quickly. And that thing doesn't even have fur or anything, right? It was like totally new. Oh yeah, it was right. So looked real leathery. Yeah, I'm looking. Tell that's very deformed and that is not that that isn't anywhere near normal. What a normal calf should be like so it was very to me it doesn't even look like a human like I totally expected something different that, the face like but the bo- no not the body I mean the face like, I get it like what Dude, that cow about. farmer is going to get a raise <laughs> and this, of course is the reincarnations of Vishnu oh which I believe um, that's what they're trying to say it's not, it is yeah <coughs> our good friend Vanessa from uh, the Boston Tea Room has a poster of uh, Vishnu uh, it's beautiful. Um, I don't want to believe that this uh, <laughs> this freaky deformed cow had anything to do with this uh, beautiful spiritual being at all. Right? <laughs> Seriously. So, so yeah, it just reminded me of you know if we go back to Exodus and when the people um, that Moses was trying to lead across the desert turned on him because they got impatient they said well we're not going to worship god anymore we're going to worship this golden calf it's always the calf and i I don't i I don't you know i kind of want to look this up um uh religion and uh the calf symbolism 
I think it's because babies are more innocent. That's true. Let's see. They're more innocent, they're more pure, and they're more trusting. Oh, the calves were commonly made use of in sacrifices. In that. The golden calf as a symbol of desire for our noble God. Cow animal symbolism. Here we go. Uh, uh, the the cow is also a symbol of abundance and fertility as it re- represents both earth and sky. Uh, yeah, I, I can I can buy that. Um, uh, to Hindus and Buddhists, uh, symbolism of the cow deals with patience and holiness. It is oh, it is considered India's most sacred animal. So that's. That's where that why they're um, resorting to that being the reincarnation of Vishnu, because um, that's just unreal to them. It was a little cruel to let that thing live for the first you know hour after it was born, because you can tell it's probably sat, like laid there and suffered for the hour. Oh, I know that kind of makes me mad. Um, <clears throat> it doesn't even really have a nose. It's got two holes in its face for its nose, and. Um, and then uh, its ears are, are its ears are like human shaped. Um, I'm assuming that's what its ears are, but and uh, I don't know. It just looks very deformed. But it looks it looks like it's gasping for air, unless it's already dead in this picture. Yeah, it's very painful to look at. So, yeah, the only thing holy about that is holy shit. (laughs) Seriously. So, anyway, but I don't, um, like I said, I don't think that looks anything like a human. But uh, we will be posting uh, both of those links uh, on our break. So, uh, yeah, when we come back. Uh, we're going to talk about the um, involuntary manslaughter uh, in a ghost ship fire. So uh, stay tuned for uh, all kinds of wacky fun time. We'll be back. <laughs> I showed up in boo. Mm, welcome back to the watch list. Okay, so remember how I, I referred to um, the term ghost ship? Um, that is actually uh, the name of uh, a warehouse that holds... Um, you know, uh, art and like art galleries, um, uh, um, electronic dance music concerts, things like that. It's, it's a venue. Um, but this is pretty messed up. Two charged with involuntary manslaughter in Ghost Ship, that's the name of the, the business, fire that killed 36 people in Oakland. Uh, two people have been charged with involuntary manslaughter after they knowingly created a fire trap inside an Oakland warehouse where a fire killed 36 during an electronic dance music concert late last year, prosecutors said Monday. Derek Elmina, 47, the property manager who converted the warehouse into an artist's residence, an underground concert venue known as The Ghost Ship, and Max Harris, who served as the venue's creative director and the and ran the concert that took place the night of the blaze were arrested Monday and charged with 36 counts of involuntary manslaughter. Uh, according to, um, uh, Nancy uh, O'Malley, who was of course the uh, County district attorney. 
Uh, Almina and Harris allowed as many as 25 people to illegally reside in the warehouse, failed to provide any fire suppression equipment, and filled the building with flammable materials from the floor to the ceiling, creating a deadly labyrinth from which the victims had little chance to escape, according to a probable cause statement filed Monday. On the night of the fire, Harris rented the upstairs portion of the warehouse to a promoter and was on the premises to oversee the event. During the preparation for the electronic dance show, Harris allegedly blocked off a second stairwell that had served as an exit, uh, leaving guests only one way out when the flames began to devour the building. The building's power failed as soon as the fire began, and those trying to flee had to navigate a narrow wooden staircase that some witnesses described as a gangplank as they ran from the flames. Almina had previously ordered the illegal um, construction of that staircase, prosecutors alleged, Monday. The district attorney said Almina and Harris knowingly created a fire trap with inadequate means of escape. They then filled that area with human beings. Harris and Harris was arrested in uh, L.A. County on Monday morning, and Almina was captured in Lake County, O'Malley said. It was not immediately clear when they would appear in court to answer the charges. Investigators conducted 75 interviews, executed 12 search warrants, and reviewed 6,000 documents of, uh, of pages of reports that cataloged 300 pieces of evidence during the months-long investigation, she said. We continue to mourn, to mourn the loss of 36 young and vibrant men and women, 36 members of our community who should be with us today, O'Malley said. Assistant uh, District Attorney uh, Teresa Drenrick uh, would not say if anyone else, including the building owner, um, would face charges in connection with the fatal fire. As of today, the charges that were filed, that we filed, are the charges that stand. Um... <clears throat> So this is uh, raising a lot of questions um, because it broke out during a December 2nd concert trapping scores of attendees inside. All the victims died of smoke inhalation, according to the coroner's reports. They ranged, their ages ranged from 17 to 61. Um, <clears throat> public records reveal that police and fire officials had been called to the building several uh, times amid mounting evidence that um, converted into illegal residents. Um... <clears throat> yeah, so the the reckless and deceptive actions of Derek Almina and Max Harris claim 36 innocent lives. For years, they've worked hard to escape legal scrutiny and uh, deceive city officials. Because of their callous disregard for human life, they deserve to be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. So what actually caused the fire? Like, I get there's a lot of factors, but what was the actual cause? Was it an electrical issue? Was someone smoking? Like that—that's what I'm trying to find out because they say this was on purpose. Um, <clears throat> that uh, they're not saying arson; they're saying that they knowingly built a fire trap. They're saying <clears throat> basically they're saying the neglect to details and to provide a proper. Right. Well, it's a numerous code enforcement complaints. Public records released by the city in February show the building had been subject to at least 10 code enforcement complaints. Um, So a 61-year-old died raving. Right. Died slowly, but... uh, Yeah, unfortunately. I I read this when it first happened, because... 
It happened, uh... You said it happened when? December 2nd. Yeah. I remember reading about it when it first happened. Um... But I, I don't remember what caused it, and it... On all these things, it said that it wasn't released yet, so... Yeah, them not knowing its origin and cause, she, um... They will see. Um, they're still trying to find that out. When you don't know the origin and cause, that makes for reasonable doubt. Um, that was, of course, uh, the district attorney. Um, it is not so much the cause of the fire that matters. Much more important is the recklessness in having that building packed with stuff and occupied in violation of just about every safety code in the city and state. Okay, so here we go. What caused the fire? Earlier this year, Almina's legal team released a ten-page report claiming the fire actually started. Uh, in an adjacent building, so it wasn't even directly inside that building. Um, people who had lived in the ghost ship building or... So these were like squatters, right? That they just let live there <clears throat> when it wasn't zoned for one fucking thing. Um, people who had lived in the ghost ship building or attended events uh, there described a maze like fire trap uh, filled with wooden pallets, propane tanks, and gas-powered <laughs> generators that would have either served as tinder or exploding during the fire. So they're trying to say that this... They knew this was going to happen. They set it up. That's why they're saying they know. They said it themselves. They knowingly created a fire trap. Uh, t- I guess to get rid of all these people. Shelly Mack, who said she paid $700 to live in a trailer near the building uh, from November 14th, to February 2015, so the building was overcrowded. She shared a bathroom with as many as 20 tenants, depending on the day. Um, there was no electricity. It was freezing in there. Uh, in the months after the fire, investigators from the U.S. Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives scoured the charred husk of the warehouse. Um, the civil suit describes the warehouse as a death trap that contained a maze of makeshift rooms. Um... Oh, my God. It was cluttered with carvings, mannequins, paintings, artworks, scraps of wood, pianos, furniture, tapestries, and several recreational vehicles. Oh, my God. Do you know what this reminds me of? Hmm. Have you ever seen the movies The Collector? Yeah. Oh, my God. Collector 2. I think it's the second. Yeah, the second one. I I didn't see the second one. Only I don't think that one had a fire, but they, like... So they set this all up to eventually just get rid of these people in the event that there would be a fire? Well, then let's just finish them off if there ever was to be a fire. How could you, uh, how could you escape that many times, uh, from the codes and all that that they claim? Come on now. That's the thing is that these families are going to go after the city now. Well, yeah, because I don't understand how they could escape for that long. Yeah, without them knowing that the, all, especially I mean, if it was that bad. If you look at those pictures of that place, it's very apparent that that is a fire trap. Yeah, and and what made you think? Like, what were you trying to get away with? I mean, if you set that up, there's a fire. Okay, now you didn't think that anybody would find out that you purposely set up. A, this is like, uh, this is 2017 or 2016 when it happened. Come on, folks. You know, the forensic evidence runs deep. This is, oh, they're going to jail forever. This is crazy. This is so stupid. I mean, they created their own problems. You put in a bunch of squatters, you know, 
it was like a looking, death camp is what it was. The city is always looking for money from people, so I don't, I don't understand how they could let this go for so long without uh, really, you know, like closing the place up or whatever. Uh, because you know that they want every little bit of money that they can get from putting violations on people when they break these rules like fire codes and such. Right. So, uh, what was I going to say? They, uh, I'm trying to think of the place that they shut down um, for uh, fire code. But I find it very hard to believe that they allowed this place to keep running and that they wouldn't, uh, you know, check in multiple times. So something doesn't add up to me. Yeah, I feel like we're going to find out more in the coming months. Like, what did you know? Somebody who actually works for the city and that's, that's how I'm you thinking. got under? That's what I'm thinking. Is the city trying to draw attention away so the city doesn't get in trouble? Can't avoid it now. 36 people are dead. Good lord. Oh, they shut down um, parts of... They start... I can't talk. They shut down parts of the Russell Industrial because of fire hazards. God, that place needs to just be shut down, period. It's <laughs> awful in there. What place? Things were not up to code. The Russell Industrial Building? Oh, God, yeah. They shut down parts of it. Not all of it are shut down. Yeah, that's... Uh, woo. Yeah, it's very yeah that place needs to be just shut down completely. Yeah. It's awful. Well, people are... lit living out of there you know and they're yeah, not supposed to there's people living in there i've seen they like treat people them as like, their, like do dishes in the bathroom sink like they're living in there uh there's a lot of grower rooms there are like some different artists and stuff like that but there is a lot of not good stuff in there aren't they shooting porn over there too i mean those people are paying yeah. for it though i wouldn't be surprised at going in <clears throat> going in that place uh there are some nice studios that they have, you know, like work hard to make them look nice. But most of that building is very creepy. It's got an eerie like. There's no heat or air. It yeah, is it's super awful. cold. I don't know, even right. know how you can live in there unless you have, you know, some space heaters, I guess. But <laughs> walk in there. It's like it's like out of Saw, the movie. Right. Oh, God. I feel like it's yeah. a scary movie. And uh, so with this story, I'm like, how are you? How did you not shut down before the the fire happened? You know, right? Huh. And I mean, really, what were they thinking when they set this all up? <laughs> the cheapest possible. Jeez. I mean, like, when they set up all these things to just, like, you know, from the propane tanks to this to that, like, come on. There's no way that they were just dumb enough to think that it'd be fine. Like, no. you can't do that. I felt like they, this was all intended. <clears throat> and then also... Okay, what about the residents, though? Like, you're telling me you didn't see that and it didn't raise concern to yourself? You were like, oh, I'm living in a place that keeps a bunch of pallets next to propane tanks. La-dee-da. Right, well, I guess beggars <laughs> Wrench can't be... cheap. Like, beggars what? can't be choosers. 
I'm just saying you would have thought like some of them would have said something too, you know? Who knows? The neighbors probably partying with them, so they didn't care. Right, they were all on acid. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Everyone is on acid. Seriously. Ah. Uh. Well, for those poor people that were trapped in that building and died, hopefully they were on drugs so they didn't feel it. <laughs> right, okay. Damn. Well. Because there was only the one exit, right? Out the front door or something? Right, because they blocked the other one. Isn't so. that fucked up? That's, like, really fucked up. Mm-hmm. Who blocks an exit? Because they meant building to. with a shit ton of people. They probably like, figured, yeah. well, we have an overabundance of people. When we, and we started this. So when a natural, quote, natural disaster happens, we're going to make sure the whole problem is taken care of by setting up these death traps. To make sure these propane tanks go off and that we block off an exit. So it will just burns level the down, whole damn we'll get thing. Insurance money, man, and we will get rid of everybody in the process. Were they in there too, or no? No. No regard for human life at all. Animals. Where were they? They weren't there. <laughs> they just owned That's the building. All that counts. They didn't live there too. Mm-mm. Nope. <clears throat> So, yeah. But, um, yeah, my heart goes out to those families of those 36 people. I mean, my God. Like, oh, my God. Sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I like how they were, like, trying to have a sensitive moment. You're like, ooh, let's test out this sound machine I've never used before. Wow. I'm sorry. It's a time and a place for things. Did you mean to piss that one? No. Oh, my God. (coughs) (coughs) Well, anyway. According to express.co.uk, I saw aliens in Roswell UFO CIA agent in shock, shocking deathbed confession on Area 51. An alleged former CIA agent and military officer gave an, a shocking deathbed confession in which he claimed to have seen living extraterrestrials and alien spacecraft secretly stored in the mysterious Area 51 U.S. Air Force Base. He was sent into Area 51 on a research mission to report back to President Dwight Eisenhower who warned of an alien invasion. Um, these claims were made in an interview, a video interview in which the 77-year-old man could clearly be seen, uh, but not named. UFO author Richard Dolan interviewed the man who was said um, to be facing kidney failure if an operation was unsuccessful and may have just months to live. He claimed to have served in the U.S. Army, worked for the CIA, and worked uh, on the U.S. Air Force Project Blue Book on studies into UFOs. His most shocking claim was to have who have been taken inside Area 51 to see a variety of UFOs allegedly um, covered by the U.S. military. These were said to include a flying saucer said to have crashed uh, in Roswell, New, Me- Roswell, New Mexico, excuse me, in July 1947. Area 51 is heavily guarded U.S. Uh, Air Force Base deep in the Nevada desert. Blah blah. blah we know that. <clears throat> um, the conspiracy. Uh, I, I'm I'm just skipping through everything that we already know. It's just explaining what it is. Uh, the man says in the video that President Dwight Eisenhower had warned of a threat of Earth being invaded, so he and his superior at the CIA 
were allowed inside Area 51 to report back to the president. He claimed the pair were also taken to alleged um, S-4 facility southwest of Area 51 where they observed live extraterrestrials. Author and UFO researcher Peter Robbins said uh, of the account, in my opinion, if it can be confirmed by any relevant supporting documentation, this moving and fascinating account does qualify as an authentic deathbed testimony from an individual who convincingly claims to have been a CAA officer deeply involved in the matter or crashed and or recovered craft, uh, and at one time a liaison between the agency and the President Truman. Um, the interview was filmed in 2013, but only released on the Open Minds UFO website, but is uh, being discussed after being shared on other UFO forums. It is not clear if the man did die soon after the recording. It comes after a video interview with new witness to the Roswell crash emerged, as revealed by um, express.co.uk. Um, I'm trying to find this video. Because... Uh, that's uh, that's something, you know. Um, of course, we've said it here on the show before um, that there was a lot surrounding the um, Eisenhower and Truman uh, administration in terms of a spike in alien, um, uh, excuse me, abductions. Um, because around that time, it was said that we had a treaty uh, with um, between the Eisenhower administration and the aliens. Um, that we wouldn't mess in their affairs, they wouldn't mess in ours, blah, 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 blah. Um, that is all, you know, of course, hearsay. But um, this is not the only deathbed confession ever by a CIA agent uh, about knowing about Roswell or confirming that aliens are real. Uh, not only deathbed confessions, but you're finding a lot of, like, um, the minister, uh, former minister of defense of Canada, um, came forward um, just a few years back, saying that yes, aliens are real, and um, he said he saw saucers over Russia at a time when um, uh, they had combat over there. So I mean, this I mean, none of this is shocking to me. Like by this time, I'm just like, yeah, I mean, you didn't have to say that on your deathbed. We all kind of knew it. You know, I feel like everybody kind of knows it, but I mean, anybody who's going to deny that something is going on in Area 51, where the fuck have you been? You stupid. <laughs> Seriously. Like, there's just, there's too much surrounding it for um, anyone to deny that something is crazy is going on in there and that it has to do with um, extraterrestrials or uh, life beyond this world. So, but they can't confirm the identity of the man and they cannot confirm whether he died uh, a few days or soon after the video was taken. I'm trying to find the video. When was the video taken? Uh, just recently. Let's see. Of course, my phone wants to freeze up right now. That's great. <laughs> So, any thoughts? I mean, aliens are probably real. I don't think you sent me the link to that one. I could. I do that. Area 51 is <laughs> definitely suspicious. Like, if they weren't doing something suspicious, they would have, like, came out and been like, ah, here it is. I know. 
Something sketchy. Okay, I think I have the video now. What do the aliens look like, though? March 5th, 2013, undisclosed location, USA. Also, this is a little bit older. I thought that was you breathing into the microphone. I am stuffy. So, if this uh, procedure I'm going to have to clean the blood doesn't work, then I've got probably a few more months to make it before my kidneys shut down, you know. So that's kind of why I'm kind of going along with the interview at this time. You're seeing that what you went through is just too important for people not to know about. Yeah. Yeah. Can you just, can we start at the beginning with your military career and just walk through what exactly your experiences were? Was in the drafted into the military and got into the U.S. Army. After that, I was sent to the Signal Training Center in eastern United States. What year would this be? 58. I went through the Signal Training course. And at that time, I went through the radio teletype course and also the cryptography course, crypto. They had five instructors that were getting out of military service. So they pulled the top five students and I was third in the class. So I got pulled. This video is 15 minutes long, so I'm going to. A couple times a week. Get to the center, to the meat and potatoes of this. these aliens that MJ-12 was supposed to find out but never did never sent back reports to him MJ-12 the UFO yeah. control group were they calling it MJ-12 yes. at that time yes. yes they called us in went into the Oval Office and Eisen, President Eisenhower was there and Nixon and they said uh we called the people in from MJ-12 from Area 51 and S-4, but uh, they told us that the government had no jurisdiction over what they were doing. So being a general, past general, you didn't tell them to go to hell without any <laughs> real good reason, you know? Mm-hmm. So he said... Uh, I want you and your boss to fly out there. I want you to give him a personal message. He says, I want you to tell them, whoever is in charge, tell them that to get in, they have this week, coming week, to get into Washington and to report to me. And if they don't, I'm going to get the first army from Colorado, and we're going to go over, we're going to take the base over. I don't care what kind of classified material you got. So this caused a lot of tension and hoopla, apparently this huge secret at the time. 
Um, but one thing I was thinking about was, um, you know, this is, it's all makes people, it, it, I'm sure it makes them feel better. Like, okay, I've, I've held on to this secret. I got it out in the open. Um, but what, what does he expect people to, and I'm not saying like, well, what do you want us to do about it? But what is his thought process when he thinks, okay, now that I've told you the truth, what are we going to do with that truth? Uh, yeah, there's not really anything we can do. That's my thinking, but. Are we supposed to arm ourselves? Is that, is that, um, is it a warning? So is he saying that the aliens are bad? I mean, this happened decades ago. Wouldn't something have happened by now? Well, he's saying that they're still there. Um, how does he know though? He has not physically seen these aliens in... Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, but not in centuries. You're telling me he's walking around base like that? He can barely breathe. But... I, at the same time... I don't know. I just think that if the aliens on the actual base were a real threat, something would have happened by now. Mm. I don't know. It's been centuries. I'd hope that they would be smart enough. Centuries is hundreds of years. Okay, not centuries. Decades. <laughs> decades. I'm Sorry, post- he sounds so, like he's a century old. What's he saying that it will happen? Well, I can't play the entire 15-minute video, but um, basically he's just it just making him feel better that um, everyone knows that this is, this is uh, a real thing. Yeah, what's it? What was his encounter with aliens like? What did he see happen where he thinks it's that everybody needs to know about? And he's acting like it's a threat. So, um, hang on, I'm publishing this. I like how 665 people liked it, but 55 people didn't. They must think you full of shit. <laughs> We're gonna. The colonel said. Uh, the commander. He certainly knew that flying saucers were real. Yes. He knew that there were aliens. So I guess I'm just wondering, what would he have been, you know, really surprised about? Uh, surprised about... Oh, that just cuts off there. Uh, oh, it's a, there's an hour-long confession. Um, this was only 15 minutes of it. Good gravy. So uh, if you guys want to uh, view the entire deathbed confession, uh, you can look it up on a CIA agent confesses about aliens and ufos it will be probably um one of the first ones to pop up since this was uh something that long ago but um yeah oh it was actually published on september 30th 2013 so they still don't know if this guy had passed away or not crazy so um they didn't even uh of course his identity uh has not been revealed either Wait, confession, Richard Dolan, that's his name, excuse me. Um, I did read that. But uh, yeah, it's all over YouTube. 
So, yeah, that was my the root of my question was, uh, what do you want us to do with the uh, the information? But uh, I'm sure there's if anything, it just made him feel better knowing that hey, it's out there. This is what I saw. Well, I'm probably. sure he probably uh, in the past felt if he would have spoke up that his life would be in danger. But like he said, now he's going to die anyways. And right. he knows. He's got none of So the fact that there is life beyond us, um, you know, that he can testify to that maybe maybe he wants even just knowing that he wants people to know that mm-hmm. uh, but the interesting thing is if he seems like he's trying to al- alarm us so that we can do something because I don't really understand what the threat is that he's trying to say if he is trying to say there's a threat right we're gonna have to watch this video and then regroup uh, on the next episode <laughs> Um, it's homework. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well, uh, I mean, I'm sure there's a but lot I, to I go. Find it interesting. People who have worked for the government, um, either army or whatever it may be, whatever force may be, and then come to kind of go against them and be like, "Well, I'm going to tell you the truth before I die." Right. And so it's the a little more it's, uh, it's a little more believing like believing than someone saying they recorded something on there, you know. Right, right. Um So that's a lot more powerful. Yep. So, I mean, he's he's got, I mean, the, the time frame is right. That's, I mean, every account um, that I've ever read um, that f- was first dealing with, you know, these classified documents uh, about uh, aliens and uh, Area 51 was all around the uh, late 50s, early 60s era. Of course, Eisenhower and Truman. So uh, that's what makes it uh, very believable. So, and I wonder if the government ever, I mean, I guess they wouldn't worry about it. Like, oh, now that these retired CIA agents uh, are all going to die within the same span of years if they're all worried about them coming forward. But, you know, they can pass it off as, you know, they're an old crazy coot. We don't know them. They've never worked for the CIA. Yada, 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 so on and so forth. It'd be so easy for them to cover that up and just brush right. it under the carpet. Right. What does it matter to them now? <laughs> So they're not too worried about the public losing their shit. And um, I don't know. I At this point, I feel like the government probably wouldn't even care if he said the things that he said unless he was saying something that was very like detailed and descriptive about um, documents or files. And, and like, you know, and you could really trace these things because they could say, well, he's talking about aliens and he's saying that he's seen them and he's about to die and he's going crazy, you know? Right. He's old. Look at him. He barely talk. Right. Exactly. So I don't really think that they would even care too much if he just talked about, I saw an alien before. Right. There's a special, <laughs> you know, group back, back a long time ago with some presidents that, you know, right. We're not really, um, 
obviously no one who's in office right now because that was so long ago right half so these people really are dead matter. yeah like most people are dead so it doesn't really matter but like, yeah unless he's talking about something super secretive top secret information with files and such that he can't you know mm-hmm. then then i would see them wanting to take action but right but, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so far my favorite story is the train lady. I think we blew our load with this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did. I'm going to switch gears real quick. Sure. Um, someone posted on Facebook, and I don't know if you saw that, but about Burger King in Southgate. <laughs> what? They said... They took a picture of the person who was making the food in the back, and he was in his underwear and a cut-off, like, tank top. Ew. <laughs> making the burgers. I'll show you the picture. Hold on. But like, is, that against... I, is that the one on Eureka? Yeah. Oh, God. Isn't that against... Uh, All the codes. <laughs> This is why I don't like Goldberg. <laughs> Have it your way. <laughs> they ain't my way. She likes it my way. Oh my god! Come on, y'all. Oh my gosh! Wow! You can even see that there's the. Oh, because I hit my phone on the. <laughs> Did he have a hairnet? You on see, his there's balls? like that Whopper uh, logo in the window and stuff too. Wow, classy. Um, this probably goes on a lot more than we'd like to think. <laughs> Someone just happened to catch it on. Cut off film. sleeve shirt and in his underwear taking orders. What the hell? Never coming here again. <laughs> Someone's getting fired. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't they have uniforms? <laughs> What's it happen in that guy's life? <laughs> well, you know the person who was responsible for taking the picture and busting them was probably like, "Can I get a? Uh, can I get like Burger King for a year for you know compensation <laughs> for my trauma?" Um, maybe. <laughs> what did he think that no one could see him? That his like his junk and everything would be like below. He eye level clearly visible like because you can right. clearly see yeah you can clearly see see in from your car level to the window not even basketball shorts bro <laughs> he was wearing like what boxers boxer briefs he's wearing boxer briefs and a white white tank top that looks like a wife beater oh and he's not he's not a, a very toned man no he's no. kind of like you know he's so he, All I can he, think about is him sweating back there. It's probably why he stripped down. He, He's sweating over your hamburgers and his his, oh, no. his like junk is like right next to your hamburger buns. His, <laughs> that's why I'm wondering if he had a hairnet for his balls. I guess at least he has boxer briefs on because at least he's like restricting it somewhat. His sweat is hitting because the grill. Because if he wasn't, maybe a pubic hair would fly out. From oh, God. <laughs> you know, Sorry, I, guys, I never I'm, do. I go, I've never been to that Burger King. I have gone to the one in Taylor uh, on, what is that? Um, it's at the train tracks. That is North Line and Allen. And I swear to God, two cars is a rush for these people. 
He's got his sunglasses, though, on his head, so he's got that going for him. Oh, yeah, his hair's <laughs> pulled back with the sunglasses. <laughs> he's rocking the... Yeah, I've, never, I've never been to this Burger King. I always go to the one like right by my house, but... He's got the, the body of a 60-year-old mom who had, like... Lunch mom? Yeah, lunch mom. Lunch mom body. That's what he's got. It's like lunch lady? Lunch he's lady lunch body. lunch lady body. He is poured into those boxer briefs. I wonder what his shirt says. It says something on it, but I can't read it. Cause it's Kiss the stuff. cook. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. He's, like, at the cast register, like, order, like ringing people up. This reminds me of a Beavs and Butthead episode. We're going to burn the world. What if we find out that like his pants caught on fire or something? Oh. <laughs> still, send a guy home, You got to make the burger still. Right. The show must go on. I don't care. Your pants caught on fire. Keep making those burgers. Oh, my God. How late at night was this? Balls I mean, was he the only one? By- I got so many questions. How late at night was it? Because... What are you just chilling by yourself with no pants on? And like, isn't there other workers there? And where are like, where are they? And are they wearing pants too? Or are they not wearing pants? Is this underwear day? <laughs> where are the rest of the employees? And were they wearing pants? Did you see anybody else? What time of night was this? Was this midnight? Did he just like free ball it? Did he make eye contact with you at any point? <laughs> Next, he's gonna just be balls Fish don't fry out. in the kitchen. Balls don't burn on the grill. <laughs> Isn't there cameras in there, too? Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> he looked like, is he a manager? Because, <laughs> I mean, he had that mitt, like, what he's kind like, of... He's, like, taking his power <laughs> trip way too far. <laughs> like, balls to the wall, bitches. Yeah, being the manager is great. I don't even wear pants to, to work anymore. He's All like, right. pants? What pants? Because fuck them. I mean, these are my pants. Oh, my God. That's gnarly. Don't confine me. <laughs> you had one job. You blew it. Great. One job. You don't tell me anything about blowing it. <laughs> and they too. Golly. Check your is... burgers. Check your burgers. Oh, God. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Burger King gives me really wicked heartburn anyway. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know what? Burger King is probably one of the fast food places I eat the less at. Right, I could live like, without it. Like, all on the food chain of fast food restaurants, they are at the bottom. Right. The only fast food I ever eat is Taco, Taco Bell? Bell when I'm really drunk. Mm. Oh, and if you want to count, like, Tim Hortons or something, like, I'll get a breakfast sandwich sometimes. Well, I feel yeah. like that's in, like, a different class of fast food. Yeah. It's like a higher class like of drive. Yeah, Classic it's like a. Mm. Well, that would be Arby's, and the thing about Arby's is that you, for as expensive as their food is, you might as well have went to a Coney Island, sat down, and got served. It's like twenty five bucks for two people. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm a huge fan of Coney's, though. I got a lot of Coney's. Oh yeah, dude. Well, we live in Michigan, Metro Detroit, man. American or Lafayette? That is the question. Kate. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever's both? open and close. <laughs> They're both open. Whatever's open and close by. There's a national one by my house that's pretty good. Oh, we got tons of nationals. Um, oh, yeah. Everywhere. <laughs> but if you came down to American Lafayette, you know what? I've never been to an American County down uh, They've only been to the Lafayette one. Me too. Home. Is that the one that, if you're facing both, the, the one that's like to the right? Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. That's the one I've been to. Hmm. I think they were just taste really similar, I'm sure. <laughs> I remember I'm sure. during the Super Bowl, when Detroit had the Super Bowl, um, all of the people who came from out of town was like, you guys have an astounding number of Coney Islands. <laughs> That's what I thought when I first moved down here. It's not like this up north. Yeah. And then, of course... I was so confused. I was like, why? Why do you people need hot dogs at... Why is there a lot of the Coney's? Morning? Why is there three on this street? It took me a minute to realize, like, this is a thing. Yeah, <laughs> and back in the glory days of smoking, like, Coney creeping was a thing, Coney man. Coney creeping. Oh, my it God. It was refills. Denny's. Yeah. It was Denny's. Punk Rock and Denny's it was, it was back when you could smoke in the restaurants, so you'd have smoking, you know, angry, angsty teenagers yeah who were like dressed in all black where'd all the guys no thanks <laughs> and they would drink their coffee but oh, they would man. barely eat anything so all they would have is refills of coffee all night and that's what put them out of business that was well i and mean they should like tip for shit james and i oh yeah james and i used to do that of course and of course <laughs> dressed in you all made black denny's go out of business but, you fucking asshole listen yeah don't let me finish. listen listen we would always get for a sampler though we would get food and we tipped well so, but yeah, we would be the ones filling up the ashtrays and getting, you know, talking about, you know, more seeing the occult. And of course, which was the start of Dark Blend, which has now evolved to the watch list. I wonder if they went out of business after you couldn't smoke anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, well, look at uh, what is speaking of uh, right on Eureka there. Uh, what do they call it now? Wild Coney? Nope. Six stars? It used to be Arthur's. Cornerstone. Oh, Cornerstone. Well, you Girl. go in there now at night. Like, in the morning it's hopping. You know, of course. But uh, at night, it's a ghost town where it used to be hopping with all kinds of people because you could smoke there. Yeah. Mm. I remember one time, um, you know, we were all outside and uh, we were, you know, a, a few feet from the door. And uh, some guy made a comment about smokers as he walked in. And my buddy was like, hey, man, you won. Like, you're in there. We're out here. Like, what more do you want? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn, bro. Can we get a walk? You know, we're going to smell smoke, blah, blah, blah. Look, the smoking ban went into effect. We're not smoking inside anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, at least when you're eating, you don't have to smell it. I mean, whatever people do with their own lungs is up to them. Right. Like, I get it. I totally get it. I just think the stupid thing is that with the, like, cigar bars and all that, you can't smoke cigarettes in there. Wait, what? Yeah, you can't. Yeah, it's true. I may, uh, I may visit some cigar bars on vacation. I, I did that at <laughs> Bellicosa, though. <laughs> I was like, I used to, like, um, and Mark was there. Like, I broke the law? <laughs> but no, the manager no, was there, though, a, the entire time. Uh, no. If they it's let illegal. it slide, it's definitely illegal, but I'm sure some of them are still like, hey, He must have it. been letting it slide because I was buying drinks. That's probably why. Um, but no, it, they start cracking down on it, and actually, uh, I think Styx was the one who got busted like less than a year ago. That's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. I know, um, but I know a little bar that People get pissed off at. all the time because I have to tell them, you know, I'm sorry you have to put out your uh, cigarette. There's only cigar smoking a lot in here, and, 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 <laughs> and cigars are a heavier smell. And uh, they're like, but they get mad. Their the first reaction is, "What? What do you mean? I can't smoke c- cigarettes in here?" And I'm like, "But 
you can smoke cigars in here, but you can't smoke cigarettes. And I was like, well, it's not my law. It's, right. You know. And we have a c- cigar exemption. And if, if we get in trouble, we could lose that cigar exemption. Damn, being a smoker is like a witch hunt. <laughs> no, I'm like, I can suggest you some little mini cigarellos that are kind of like cigars. Those are good. <laughs> I like those. But, uh, yeah, I'm like, I find it weird myself because I don't really, like, I don't see much of a difference. Um, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I just... I feel like it's just like a money thing. Yeah, and it's splitting hairs, totally. Ridiculous. But really what they should do is allow it and, like, charge for, a, like, a cigarette... I don't know. Whatever. Well, it's just like when the smoking ban first went into effect. What is it? Place and wind that um, little hole in the wall. But uh, well, the Gold Star was doing this too. Oh, but. Gold Star, I think, still allows people to smoke like illegally. Oh yeah, they don't give a shit. But and, and, and they and they have. I think they have a, actually. Someone told me they have a jar in there, and they, um, people throw money in there all the time, and which pays off their their tickets every time they get a ticket for people smoking in there. You think after a while, like okay, <laughs> tenth strike and you're out. I don't know how that works, but I, that's this is just a rumor I heard. At least someone told me that. I believe. Yeah, it. I know a bar that lets people smoke at like the very end of the night. There's also yeah. a, like a bar that I'm trying to think of where they sell. You, you have to buy the ashtray in order to smoke there. So I guess uh-huh. maybe that's going to the tickets too. There like, you go. I feel like it's a money thing. So it is. It's all about. I would think that they should charge for a cigarette. Like, say you have a cigar exemption. Charge for a cigarette exemption. I don't know. Right. No, I'd feel um, that. Or say that there has to be a dividing. Like, there used to be where in restaurants and stuff where smoking was loud, but in restaurants it was like non-smoking section, smoking section. Like, if you have two floors, such as a cigar bar where there's a basement at, you know, at the cigar bar I work at, they'll allow the, the smoking downstairs. Right. Like the cigarette, cigarette smoking. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, I don't know. That's just weird. And you also can't smoke cigarettes on the patio. Like in in the enclosed oh, patio. Yeah. You can only smoke cig- uh, cigars in the enclosed patio. You can smoke cigarettes outside of the patio as long as it's not within the gates. <laughs> Wherever you're, um, if a waitress comes out there and is serving to you in that patio, then you cannot smoke there. I kind of get that too, a little bit, but it, at the same time, it's ridiculous. Like these people come up with these laws. I'm like, okay, repeat that law back to me. Does that not sound ridiculous to you? Well, yeah, it does. So it's funny because then you're like, sorry, you can't smoke cigarettes in here. You know, you, you have to go outside and smoke that. Okay, okay. So then they go outside and they go in Not the patio enough. area. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, and then I have to go up to them. I'm like, sorry, you can't smoke cigarettes in this area. Where can I smoke? And I'm like, uh, right outside, you know, right around this gate. Like, stand outside of this gate. Like you're leading a puppy. Go <laughs> lead, just lean over the gate. <laughs> yeah. Just lean over. <laughs> go across the street. <laughs> all right. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna go out the parking lot. You're gonna make a left. Then you're gonna take right, a right. Exactly. It's about a mile down. You'll see it. Big red house. <laughs> Big I'm red house. It's not like Big red house of smokers. I'm surprised they haven't made it where like hospitals where you have to be so many feet away. Right. <laughs> uh, 
And it's funny because the, the like nurses, like like I worked for Henry Ford Hospital, you could not be a smoker at all, and because um, you know they would uh, they test your um, I think urine and hair for it for tobacco, and um, but I still like around twelve one o'clock I see nurses walking across the street with cigarettes in their hand, like. I'm not going to lie. Some of the people who I've seen smoke the most are nurses. Mm-hmm. Stressed out. Like, Stressed oh. out as hell. Mm-hmm. Stressed out and tired. Yep. And here's the thing. Okay, let's say you got two cardiologists, right? You've got one with, you know, maybe five years under their belt, non-smoker. you got a guy over here who has 20 years of experience, but he's a smoker. Oh, you're a bad person. So we're not going to let you work at this hospital because you smoke. Why does it matter what people do in their <laughs> own free time? I don't get it. Exactly. That shouldn't affect. Exactly. I don't get <laughs> it. This world does not make any damn sense. It's just like these freaking credit card readers is like, oh, we don't have a chip yet. Or just slide your card. No. Oh, do you have a chip? Nothing makes sense anymore. God damn. I hate the chip. Easily adds like a whole extra minute onto any transaction. It's weird. It just beeped like. Oh, remember we were talking about that? Yeah, and every beep sounds negative. You're like, did it decline? Oh, no. It just telling me I need to take it out. And then when it wants you to take out, it's like. And I'm like, give me two (laughs) seconds, you dick. That's the beep. I've been waiting on you, not the other way around, you fuck. Because literally, the second it's done, it starts yelling at you. And I'm like, I've been the one waiting. What? Right. You better take this thing out right now. It's going to explode. <laughs> it's going to blow. Or I'm going to charge you for something else. Don't <laughs> <laughs> buy me lunch. Right. Seriously, for everybody in Kroger. <laughs> Golly. Sorry, I got me off on a tangent. I mean, from the smoking to the chips in the car, you know, it didn't make sense anymore. Um. Not wearing I pants wonder if that guy work. who didn't wear his pants, I wonder if he wanted to lose his job and that's why he did it. Or he was a manager. Maybe it was like his last day. Maybe it was like his last day. Why like, the hell would you take off your going pants? Going out pantsless. And you know there's like you cameras. Could. And you know people are going to be like, t- like, like obviously the guy who took the photo of him. I feel like he's a man. Could you imagine that? What was your reason for leaving your last job? Well, I got in trouble for being <laughs> pantsless. Uh, kind of put my balls in the... In the uh, the, the zesty old. onion ring sauce. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, uh, I remember uh, back in high school uh, when I worked at Ramshorn. Um, <laughs> a kid in class worked with me too, and he was uh, he was I trying to remember he was dishwasher, and he claimed because he was all like mad that he didn't have a job there anymore, and he claimed that he took his pubic hair and put it in the soup. Which he did not. But he was all like trying to brag about it. Yeah, I, you know, I took a bag of my pubic hair too. That is so <laughs> gross. And I, I actually like made him look stupid because I'm like, no, that never happened. I, trust me, that never happened. Right. And I'm like, uh, so I called him out for it. Um, but like, why would you say stupid crap like that? People want to hear themselves talk. That's right. I showed up to work with no pants on and uh, Ooh, baby, that's <laughs> making hot. the burgers. I had a wife beater on too, you know. 
I want to follow up in the story. I want to know what's up. <laughs> who was this guy? You go through the drive through you're like, I never come to this place, but uh, <laughs> where's the guy in the tank top and the, the boxer briefs? Just give me uh, a Diet Coke. Do you know this safe. man? And you show the photo. Right. You know, I'll buy a bottle of water. That'd be the safest bet. Or the guy's waiting on you and you're like, pants today? Is this you? <laughs> I'm sure it's everywhere right now. I'm sure they'd be like, <laughs> oh my God. I, like, I'm wondering if they would just like, you know who posted that, right? Who? Uh, Michelle's husband. Michelle from high school. Oh, really? Claude. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's crazy. And then Dennis uh, Dennis shared it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be all over the place come 9 a.m. This dude's fired, whoever it is. Because uh, this was yesterday. Did this happen? Oh, shit. Yeah, he's long been fired. <laughs> uh, well, pantsless, wherever you are. Um, let me that redeem sh- myself with this soundboard. Yeah, don't fuck it up. <laughs> wherever you are. <laughs> We're gonna find you. You, you sir, sir, are, are an, idiot. an idiot. There you go. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> oh, man. So, anyways. Bless, Bless you. you. Poor Keith's having a seize attack. I only got like two small pickles left. And uh, I'm ready to take my pants off when I get home. Oh, so. No pants. She about to, she's about to pull out the big book of pickle. <laughs> <laughs> I, wish, I wish I had one of those big pickles that they had at Jimmy John's. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I love about. those. <laughs> Oh my god! But then it makes me want oh to veto unwitch. What? Uh, the unwitch? They do it like the lettuce uh, wrap. Just basically. I've native. been craving lettuce wraps, which is really weird. Oh, huh. you may be low on iron. You be crave crave lettuce. Choose what it means. Or you just like lettuce. <laughs> I like lettuce wraps. I like P. F. Chang's lettuce wraps. Oh, those are good. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. So until next time, I'm Casey Pierce. I'm Holly Ogden. I'm Kate. <laughs> I almost sneezed too. I, I was like, did. hold it in. I'm waiting for it. And I'm, I'm tearing. I'm literally tearing up. Uh, all right. Well, thank you all for listening to the watch list. Tune in in about uh, two weeks. Uh, <laughs> where, yeah, we discuss. Uh, God, everybody's I dying. So dead. We're dead. They, and. Jay Fosgit, thanks for calling in. Yes, Jay, thank you. JayFosgit.com. And uh, tune in in two weeks for more bullshit. All right. Check you later.